Hey guys, welcome back. You have just tuned into another episode on the Good Chat. I'm Divya and I'll be your host for today. And I have Daniel with me and my friend Daniel, who is going to be part of today's podcast. He is a master's student at Malmo University, studying interaction design, and he was residing at University Housing for a bit. And yeah, today we're just going to discuss his experience here and his thoughts about University Housing. So thank you for being here, Daniel. How are you today? I'm doing great. Well, thank you for welcoming to your beautiful room here in the university. It's a nice morning in Malmo, and uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> student housing is quite an experience. Maybe we could just start with what brought you to Sweden and Malmo University? Absolutely. So, yes, uh, my name is Daniel. I'm from Colombia. And I just decided to come to Sweden to study uh, for two years for my master. It's a master in interaction design. What brought me here specifically was that uh, I wanted to study something that I couldn't find anywhere else. And Scandinavia, it's, uh, well, let's just say that the level here in what I wanted to study was amazing. And just Scandinavian design in general is just fantastic. And I always admired that. So uh, when I was looking at the universities, I saw Malmo University, there were other ones that were offering the program, but for me, I really appreciated a few things about Malmo University. Being a young university, it was more daring, more bold when it comes to taking on crazy projects and trying out new things. I could see that even just from the website and the projects that other students had made, so uh, I was really... Well, I found that very appealing, so I decided to, to go for it and just come here to Malmo. Other than that, uh, I think the city is just great. I really like the, the diversity in the city. It's a city that it's uh, growing so much, there are so many startups. So this feels like, like the new... Um, place to be? Yeah, like it's a really nice place. It's, it feels like the Silicon Valley of Sweden because you have so many companies and people just coming up with their own ideas. And for me specifically, for what I do, it was fantastic because I had companies like King here, uh, Massive, that I really admire. And they kind of pointed me to, to Momo to, mm. to, to see how everything could be here. For me, it was a, a great decision. The moment that I arrived, it was a, a little bit uh, intimidating because, yeah, like I remember getting out of the airport and just going outside. I have no idea how to get even to Malmo. And um, so I just walked around. I found like a booth that sold train tickets. I saw that one of them went to Malmo. I was like, great, that's mm. a good start. That's what I need to go but there was nothing like indicating me which train I should take. I was really lost, but, but it's, I can say it's kind of my fault because maybe you can research a little bit more and just be a little bit more prepared. But for me, it was a little bit intense just getting here. But the moment I stepped out of the train and I was in Malmo, I remember that, that the first thing I saw was just someone with the Malmo University t-shirt mm. offering help if anyone needed directions or anything. And actually, I felt so relieved because of that. And it's something that I haven't had from any other institution, other universities. That human approach to students, it's something that, that I find really fascinating. And yeah, it makes you just love the university. 
that was my first encounter with the university and it was my first couple steps in Sweden and from there the university held my hand to the housing they were like carrying my bags for me yeah and helping me out so that was great I felt like I had made a, a really good decision just from the moment I got here that's how I got to Sweden and I don't know I'm really happy about that so that's a good trip down memory lane, right? Oh, yeah. But I'm going to go one step back. When you got to know that you're going to be studying here and you started to think of places to live, what were the steps you took to find out where to live? Okay, so I remember the first thing I did was to Google places to, to stay here. But the thing is that if you're coming from a different country, Things are not the same in Sweden as in some other places. And that's what I realized later because I really didn't understand how housing worked here. Mm. Because um, here th there's something very specific that is that housing is hard to acquire even if it's just renting a place. It's not like in other places that I've been that you can just quickly see some ads and just get an apartment right away. Here you have to be on a queue. Yeah. which was something that I was not used to that. I didn't expect that. And apparently people are on that queue for years. Like I, I talked to some friends who have kids and they have their kids on the queue so they can get an apartment someday. And that's how hard it is. It's not about who sees the ad first and who replies to it first. It's about how long you've been on the queue. So there could be 200 people on the queue. It's about to close, like the, the offer for the place. And if someone decides to apply and that person has been on the queue for way longer than everyone else, immediately will go to the first place and get the apartment. So, so about, are you saying that you signed up on this queue way no, before you came here? This is what I realized when I saw how it worked. So I was freaking out a little bit. I was like, okay, I have no idea how I'm gonna get an apartment, but then the day after I got an email from Malmö University saying like, these are the housing options. Mm -hmm. And I was so relieved that I, I would have another option. That I didn't know what I was gonna do. Didn't know if I could just Airbnb my way through the whole master's degree. Mm -hmm. But luckily I got that email and I looked at the housing website. I saw the options. The rooms seem very nice. I gotta say that everything looked extremely nice and just from the photos, you could see that it would be a nice place to stay, all the IKEA furniture. <laughs> and, and I remember I also watched like one of the videos of someone yeah. uh, living there. And it seems like a, a nice experience. I was thinking about how it would be to be living with other people, because mm -hmm. that's something that I had not experienced before. So I was like, okay, let's just see how, how it goes, because everyone seems like they, they are nice on the video. <laughs> So I just decided to go for it. But actually, that was how I found out about the housing, the Mumbai University housing. First, freaking out about housing. I didn't know that it's going to be so hard to get a, a place to stay. And then getting a, an email from Mumbai University and just going to the options and just applying. And it was really easy. And actually, it ended up being more affordable than I thought it would be. When I was looking into uh, university options, I was looking into different cities. And I remember that housing in Malmo was at least like 30% cheaper than older ones. Yeah, that's how I found about Malmo University housing. I think it's important to mention that the uh, queuing system isn't quite as competitive in Malmo as it is compared to, say, Stockholm or Gothenburg. 
you wouldn't be queuing for as long and there is a bit more availability and less competition. Absolutely. I, that's something I, I wanted to talk about like later because I moved out from the Malmo University housing to just the normal housing, but we'll do it. We'll, do we'll that talk part about later. That. Yeah. So from what uh, you're saying, I'm understanding that university housing was your only option. So you didn't think of any backup at that point. You just went for university housing and that was it. Yeah, I went for that one because it seemed like uh, a good, reliable option for me. The other things I saw were kind of sketchy from the outside. Like now that, that I've been here, it, it seems like that's the, the normal way that people do it. But people uh, posting on Facebook like, hey, I have a room. Yeah. Who wants to stay here? But I think I, I was like skeptical a little skeptical about, about those people. Mm, how would you describe your overall impression of living at university housing? Because you were there for six months or a little I, more? I was there, if I remember correctly, from end of August till May, I think mm. it was. So yeah, it was pretty nice. If you ask about my impression about it, at first I didn't know how it was going to work out because I, I knew there were going to be some shared spaces. So I got to tell you that my first impression, the first thing that I really liked was when I went into the housing, I just realized a couple things. One, that the place was uh, furnished, like I had a chair, I, ha I had a desk, I had all the basic things that I would need. Uh, the other thing is that I had my private bathroom. And um, then I realized that the shared spaces would be the living room and the kitchen. It was a very nice uh, living room and kitchen, like everything was uh, so nice. And all oh, in the dining room. It, it was great and it felt like there was enough room for everyone who was living there, which were other nine people. Yes, I'm right. Thank yes. you, Dimia. <laughs> You're the best. So for me, it, it was like a very nice experience just to see the spaces and everything looked so nice. But and before we go on, I just want you to walk me through your first day at University. Oh, come on, Dimia. No, <laughs> he, this is... Okay, let's do this. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're this. We're doing this. Okay. So to anyone listening, I had a very interesting and eventful first day in the student housing. I can blame it a little bit of on myself because I didn't know how things worked properly. But I got to say, don't freak out. It was something that had happened to me. I haven't heard of this happening to anyone else. It was, so this is it. I'm just going to go and say it. So I was uh, staying in the university housing for the first time. So I got to Malmo and it was my first day in Sweden. They were kind enough to help me, to guide me to the university from the station. Then we got there and after a little bit, they took us to, to the university housing. They had a car for us. It was amazing. It, it was really fantastic how they thought of everything. We didn't have to do much. Uh, I signed the contract, I got my key, I got everything, so I, and someone just walked me to the building and I was just eager to see my room, like, yes, finally, after uh, 20 plus hours of traveling, I'm just gonna rest for a little bit. Once I get to my room, it was on the fourth floor, there's an elevator, which was nice as well. So I get there and I enter my room and I was just like, wow, this is my room, this is fantastic. I was so happy, so I just leave my bags and I just sit on my chair and I just relax. Uh, one thing I should say is that the doors are very 
sophisticated. But that's something that I, I found out here that they have on a lot of places. The way to open the door was not with a normal analog key. You have uh, a chip, I don't know how you call it, like a tag that you... Yeah, tag, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I hadn't had one of those before. When I went into, into the room and I just left my things, so the first thing that, that struck me is, okay, I need to go and get food. I haven't eaten in quite some time. Before it gets too dark, I should go out and get something to eat. Something to add is that the housing is positioned like two blocks away from a very nice... Well, actually, you have like four different supermarkets that you can go to that are like extremely close. So I just went outside and decided just to walk around for a little bit to see if I could find a place where I could find some groceries. I said, okay, let's go. I left my bags and I was gonna leave my room and I found out that I couldn't get the door to open. <laughs> so after trying for a bit, I was like, okay, come on. This is a new type of door, but it's a door. Like I, this is basic technology that I should be able to operate. I kept trying to open the door, but I couldn't. It wouldn't budge even for a little bit. So I kept trying to open the door, nothing worked. And that went on for about uh, an hour or so in which I was starting to panic. I didn't know what to do. So I was, I decided like, okay, I need to, to get out of here, but I don't have any way to contact anyone. I hadn't been there long enough to have like a SIM card or a way to call or contact anyone. So I just went to the window and I was just, Honestly, I was analyzing like, okay, can I Spider-Man my way out of this? Like, can I crawl down the wall or, or what are my options? So I was just looking down and I saw someone passing by. <laughs> so I started just yelling <laughs> and screaming for help because I was stuck in my room. And this person turned out to be Divya. <laughs> so she just looked up and she was like, what, what's happening? And then I think you threw your key down. Yeah, I me. said I needed help. I was stuck in my room, so I just threw my key out so she could help me. Keep in mind that at this moment, I was so um, worried about getting out of my room that I didn't know if she was just going to run with the key and, just, <laughs> and I would never see her again. <laughs> Turns out that that was not the case and she was extremely nice and she went into the, the building, went to the fourth floor and she opened the door from the outside. The funny thing is the same thing had happened to me right before it happened to you. I had also just moved in on the same day and I couldn't get out of my room for say 15 minutes. And I was looking through the peephole to see if people were passing by, but I was so embarrassed to knock hard on my door and ask someone to help me get out. But eventually I figured it out and that, that's like our special moment of the oh, first yeah. day in Malmo. You right? saved my life. Really, like a few minutes later and I would be just crawling down the window <laughs> and I don't know how that would have ended up. So uh, yeah, that, that's my first day. So uh, I was stuck there for a bit. Um, so now you've been here almost two years. And yes. how do you think or how have your experiences been with Swedish culture and the society? But while staying in university housing. Okay, one thing that I should tell you, I don't know what your expectations are. If you think that coming to Sweden to study will get you a lot of social time with Swedes and, well, I gotta tell you that that was probably not the case for two reasons. One, because my classmates and my program is a very international one. It was like out of 16 students, there were only like four Swedish students. 
the rest were people from all over the world. It was something that, that I really appreciated because you get to learn more about different cultures and how they do different things in different countries. Because when you're doing a master's, usually you study with people who have a lot of experience and they have been working for a while. So I thought that was one of the best things about it. But I was expecting like fully Swedish classroom once I walked in, but that was not the case. And it turned out to be a great thing. And also in the student housing as well, you see so many people that are on the same position as you, which was so reassuring mm -hmm. because there were so many people who were just coming here, also didn't know anyone in the country, and some of us didn't know anyone in the continent. And it turned out to be very nice because we, you end up making like really close friends here and just getting to know people because you really support each other, you're all in the same boat. And I used to spend most of my time with these international students, getting to know them, getting to know their cultures, and it was such a nice experience. But I didn't get a lot of time with Swedes. That was the thing. So if you come here to study because you want to hang out with Swedes, you need to just make an extra effort and just go out and try to look for situations where you can meet them. For me, it was not the case. Like I was just oh, hanging out with my international friends from from class and from the, from the housing, and it was great. But yeah, like you don't get that much- uh, Swedish experience. Yeah. Experiencing uh, with the locals, it's something that you really need to look for. So you were in Celsius Garden for almost one academic year. Yes, I was. And I think you had decided to move out maybe a couple of months before that. So, yeah. so when did you start your process of moving out and how would you describe that? So um, one of the things that I, that I really liked, I really enjoyed uh, staying in the student housing. But I was looking for some other options because at the moment I had people coming to visit that were going to stay for the summer. Um, so the thing with the, with the Celsius housing is that you have a room for you and you can have visitors, but it's not like you can have long-term visitors. And when you're studying abroad, sometimes you will get people who want to go and visit and just, just drop by. And usually they will stay for periods that will be within you're allowed to have them. But it started with my mom who was going to come and visit me for the whole summer. So it was going to be my mom here for almost three months. And, you know, people will try to see how they can bend the rules and do something about that. But for me, it felt like I had such a nice experience with my flatmates that I didn't want to disrupt that. Because honestly, you're sharing uh, the kitchen, you're, you're sharing some, so much that if you add other people into the equation, it might upset them. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have a bad relationship with them after just sharing so much and being there for like six plus months. And so I decided just to look for other places. The first thing for me was that I really liked the location. Student housing is located not so far away from the university. It's in a place that it's next to a very central bus station. So transportation is fantastic. The other thing is that you're close to like the most affordable supermarkets and it's very nice. I really like the area. So one thing that, that I realized is that the Malmo student housing, the building, that whole area is full of student buildings. So that was not the, the only option. It's probably like the best one if you're just arriving in Sweden. So uh, what I decided to do is just to look into these options. And it turned out that there was a Swedish student housing. 
open to anyone. I guess that the biggest obstacle is that all the communication and everything is in Swedish, which is something that it's a little bit, it's something that usually you don't face here because everyone speaks English and it's such a nice level of English that you never have to struggle with the language. And uh, I was not faced with a lot of Swedish. So I just looked into that and it seemed like a really nice option to move there. I would have a private kitchen inside my room yeah, I would have to pay a little bit more, of course. Some things were not included because that's what's really nice about uh, Mobile University Housing is that everything is included. You pay one fee and that includes your internet, that includes uh, your electricity, water, heating, everything is included. On this one, I had to pay some other things extra apart from the room. So that was not so great. But, but still, like, I would have my own kitchen and I could have more privacy to receive some visitors. And that was kind of the, the why I moved to this place. But for this, I had to be on a queue. Yeah. That was the thing. So how long were you on this queue? So going to, to Daniel's point from before, that's what, where I found that it wasn't so hard to, to get a, an apartment here compared to other places. Stockholm is supposed to be such a hard and competitive uh, market when it comes to real estate. But in Malmo, it's, it wasn't so hard. I remember that th there were like 40 people tops like in, on, on the rooms that had the most people applying to, while you could have like over 100 in, in Stockholm or 200 people applying for a room. On that note, since it's only for students, you know that only students will apply. So it makes it way easier for us to, to get up one of those places. And I had been on the queue for 11 months at the time because wow. I, I got on the queue just... Maybe when you came here. Yeah, yeah. almost uh, just a little bit before mm -hmm. when I realized about the housing thing. So I said, like, it's better to be in there if I ever need it. So just being there for that long... Helped you get the place yeah, it, you wanted. It, I got it right away. But I got to say that I know someone else who did the same thing. And that person wasn't on the queue for like five months. That person got, got a, an apartment as well. That it's not so hard. But you still need to know how everything works. Because there are some processes that you need to follow. This is Sweden. Here everything has a specific uh, structure and steps. And everything is very organized. So you need to follow that. Just quickly, should we briefly give our listeners an overview of what we mean by this queue, since it's such a Absolutely. foreign concept for a lot of people? So it's it's like a digital list and you would sign up on the website for housing providing companies such as Bolplatzud. Were there any others? I think that there are some other ones, but the way I know, and this is what I can tell you from my other classmates who live in other cities, each city or region or some regions will have some specific websites for the region. If you sign up for Stockholm, that doesn't mean that you're on the queue for Malmo. So that's something important to keep in mind. Down the road, you see that you will just take an internship in a different city or something like that. It's a good thing to start uh, getting on those queues. All you need to do is just to go to the website, you create an account and then you pay a fee. If I remember correctly, Right now, uh, the, the fee is 300 krona, which is 30 euros, kind yes. of. I didn't find that very expensive. The one thing is that you need to renew the fee every year mm. if you want to stay on the queue. And one thing that I should mention that I thought was fantastic is that they have some benefits for students. Well, first I'm going to say what happens when you get a, a place. When you get a, a place through the, the queue system, you will be out of the list or you will be just, they will reset your status. 
but for student housing the benefit is that they will not do that you get a, a, an apartment and they will not reset your time on the queue so if i have been there for one year and i get an apartment through the website i will still have one year on the queue so that's a, a nice benefit that you have as a student is that meaning like you you would still be a priority in the queue so you're able to move to a different apartment if you wish yeah let's Phrase it a little bit different. Let's okay. say that for each day you are on the queue, you get one point. And if you've been there for uh, 100 days, you have 100 points. And whoever has the most points gets the, the apartment. Okay. So when you look for an apartment, you lose all your points. Like you spent everything because you got an apartment. Mm -hmm. But for student housing, you keep all your points. Okay. It was very nice to know that it's like that for students. Student housing, it's temporary because you need to move out eventually. So they keep yeah. that in mind and they don't take away your time on the queue or your points, as we're saying. And that was a nice thing to know that if I need to go to somewhere else in a year, I still have that. I keep my, my ranking position, points, mm -hmm. whatever, silver mm -hmm. spoons. And that's the experience. That's how okay. it was like. And what was the website that you signed up with to yes. be on that queue? Uh, I signed up to Boplat Sid. Okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe in the comments or something, we can leave yep. the, the website. Yeah. It's in Swedish, you can use Google Translate. Mm -hmm. And finally, just to clarify for everyone, Borplatsud is not a Malmö University uh, student housing organization or company, it's, it's a private one. So it is student housing, but this isn't run yes. by the university, yes. but it is an option for everyone. So it's been almost a year since you left university housing. Yes. So how has this past one year been for you with regard to housing? It's, it's a compromise, like a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I miss the student housing a lot because I miss just being able to walk out of my room to a nice living room, which you don't get on the other places, <laughs> fully furnished. Filled with people. Yeah, exactly. And I miss my, my friends and the people I, I, were, I was living with. So it was so nice just being able to be on my room and just text Divya and just say, hey, do, do you want to watch something on Netflix or do you want to play some music and just go for some crazy karaoke tonight? It was so nice. And it was also like a very nice experience when you went walk out of your room to go to the kitchen for, for anything. And along the way, you would see your flatmates doing something and unexpectedly you ended up hanging out with them. Or there were times that I just listened to some music coming from a different floor and I was like, what's happening there? So I would just go there to see what's, what's going on and they were just welcoming me and yeah, stay here. That was very nice. I really miss that, especially when you're far away from home, from your friends, from everyone you know. It's a very nice experience. On the other hand, you have a private space where you can just be responsible for your own things. And that's kind of the, the trade-off. You trade this nice social experience for some extra privacy and you have a, your private kitchen and you have some other nice things in there. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm making it sound like awful, but it's, it's really nice, the, the, the student housing. Like you get, like at least the one where I'm in, you get some common spaces as well. You have like a party room that you can rent. I mean, you can book, you don't have to pay for that. You do have to clean it though. You have, like, you have a gym in the building, you have 
ping pong tables and some other things that you can use. So that was pretty nice. But at the end, you really miss the, your, your friends and all the people that you were living with. I, I would recommend it like on a heartbeat just to go for the university housing and just try it out, especially if you're coming here by yourself and you don't know anyone. Okay, now we'll, I will talk about drop some truth bombs here. Reality check. Oh yeah, now things are gonna get real now. Student housing, it's gonna have its benefits and things that I really appreciate, but it's gonna have some things that people might not like. And I'm just gonna say that this is just for some people. It was not that bad for me, but there are things that might happen. One thing is about living with other people. Everyone's coming from different places from all over the world. There are going to be different cultures that are going to be like, um, let's just say that everyone will have a different concept of how to be clean and neat and how to treat different spaces. So I know that the, the university housing is now like running workshops on how to clean and how to keep spaces just nice and that's something that, that I appreciate. But still, there, there will be people who don't follow that. So that could end up in a little bit of conflict. Like, I don't know, you guys could talk about that later as well, because you live there, you will have some conflict with some people. There will be someone who doesn't want to clean something, someone who used the pots and didn't clean them, or someone who left, I don't know, mess in, in, in the dining room or in the living room. It's something that you need to be able to like the university housing will give you the tools to deal with that. You will have like a, a representative for, for the floor. For some people, it's hard to speak up to say, hey, this is there's something that I don't like. So some people are comfortable just going to, to the person and saying, please fix this or get this thing, wash this or do whatever you need to do to, to make things nice. But uh, some other people don't like to speak up. They don't like conflict. I mean, you, you have those tools. You can go and talk to the representative on the floor. But there are things that these are things that will happen. It's kind of unavoidable. It doesn't mean that one person is right and the other person is wrong. It's just different ideas and different conceptions of how to do things. Yeah, and I think it's also about the situation. Sometimes people don't have the bond to a certain space, unlike people who are going to be living here for one year, two years. So they have a more, more of an affinity to the common spaces and tend to take care of it more. Absolutely. And that takes me to the second thing that I was going to bring up, which is that I came here as a master's student who was going to stay here for two years. And you will have people who just come here to party. <laughs> so you will find people who have different mentalities, which it's fine. But sometimes if you really need to study, because some people will just be partying and just having a nice time. If you want to use like the dining room or the living room to study or that, or other spaces that might be uh, you might have to deal with noise sometimes and again this is something that you can speak up you have the university to study as well because uh, there are some really really nice spaces here to just come here study you have free wi-fi you have comfortable chairs desks and everything is fantastic here to study but if you want to do it in the in the student house you will sometimes need to, to remember that you live with other people, they have their own plans. So that's something to, to let you know that people come here with different mentalities. And the other thing I would say that you should keep in mind about living in these spaces is that you will have responsibilities, like taking out the trash. You will need to pitch in some money to buy like some basic things. Uh, there are some options like 
a cleaning contest in which you could get uh, like some money to buy these things. But if you don't have it, you still need to be able to come together to buy whatever you need for the floor. If some soap for washing the dishes or for the, yeah, for the dishwasher, whatever you need. Uh, and this is something that you need to be able to be comfortable with and participate on these things. So I would say that it's a social experience whether you like it or not. So cohabiting and just being there with someone else, it's something that you need to be prepared for. Yeah, the nicer you are and more open you are, you need to speak up. So everything would be nice if you just follow those things. What do you guys think about that? I'd say the housing office provides us with the, the necessary tools, both systematic and tangible tools, like all the cleaning supplies and stuff. So I think that's good, but Nothing's over the top. I'd, I've never been too disturbed by living in university housing or well, living in Celsius, Gordon. Uh, but if some people are really easily disturbed or they don't feel like they want to have to deal with conflict, not big conflict, but, but just, you know, living in a communal area, then perhaps the student housing at Celsius Gordon Order and wouldn't be the best place. Yeah, that's true. Because if you're going to share your floor with nine other people from all the other parts of the world, it requires a certain mindset and etiquette in some sense. Of course. And a lot of the what you were mentioning about cleanliness and noise, it's not just cultural. I think a lot of it comes down to individual people and individuals' perceptions of what is clean or acceptable or not disturbing behavior. Yeah. But overall, I'm, I'm very happy that I live in Celsius Gordon. It's not completely perfect all of the time, but I would much rather live in that sort of environment with people than my own personal room uh, or personal apartment. Yeah, and for those who want a quiet place, they can apply to Ronan's ninth floor. It's the quiet floor. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> the ghost floor. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's a very nice place, but totally. And that's kind of what I mean by that. Some people might not feel comfortable living with others. And it's something that you need to keep in mind that if you live in a student housing, you're going to be sharing with other people. Yep. Okay, so downsides, but it's things to be aware of in some sense. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's bad things or downsides to living in student housing. I'm just saying that these are things that or that you might have to face at some point. Yeah. And for some people, it's per perfectly okay. For me, it was. Like, none of these things was a problem. But I met some people who were really reserved and people who were annoyed by some things. And uh, I respect that. And I know that that could be challenging. So uh, I wouldn't change my time in, in Celsius and sometimes I really wish I could go back there because I really enjoy that. But it's just things to keep in mind so you have the right expectations once you go there. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up this episode. We spoke about why choose Malmo University, why come to Sweden and experiences at university housing and also outside of it. And in the end, we also discussed things to be aware of or things you might encounter living in a space with people from different parts of the world. And yeah, be sure to check out our other episodes on The Good Chat. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Divya and Daniel chatting The Good Chat. You need to have something like that. That's nice. Okay, we'll use that every episode. That'll be the introduction. Perfect. Stop.